I am thankful for my wife. Uh, they said, the, even the words, the word says, who findeth the wife findeth the good thing. I am surely and truly blessed. Uh, Brother Sanchez came and he preached so awesome. And he, he just does some personal counseling. It just took two or three seconds. But he sat us down and he told my wife, you know, both work in the medical field, get plenty of opportunities to reach for people. And he told my wife, every time you go into a room, you need to pray for that baby. Pray health over that baby. Pray salvation over that family. And I've seen my wife exercise that in just a short period of time. And it's just amazing what God can do. So clap your hands. It's amazing, amazing what God can do. Amen. Now, I'm not going to be long. I asked him to sing this song just because we're going to be talking about whales for a little while. Uh, and uh, I was looking, you know, just reading the Bible. I really wanted to, I, I was reading Genesis. Pastor, some, uh, a pastor came from up north somewhere, and I can't even remember the, guy's, the young man's name. But they're starting a church, and he said, it's a real dry land. And he got up here and he testified and he said, and he said this two or three times and he impressed upon pastor. Pastor gave him a word and says, wherever there's water is, that's where the people will come. And I got thinking about that. You know what? That, that's the truth. It's a dry and it's a thirsty land. We're so thirsty. Being dry, that's going to drive you to the water. You're gonna, it, it will push you to the water. It's a dry land. It's a thirsty land. So I, I, I was just thinking about, I, I was reading about Abraham. So we're going to start in, I'm just going to read three different stories. We're going to start in Genesis chapter 21. And the Lord visited Sarah as, she, as he had said. And the Lord did to Sarah and as she had spoken. And Sarah conceived and bare, we're going to talk, start down to verse 9. And Sarah saw that her son Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham, mocking so it was, so Sarah, we all know the story. Sarah came into Abraham saying, you know, hey, I don't think God's going to, God's not going to honor his promise. He's not going to, I'm not going to birth anything. Will you go into my handmaiden, Hagar? So Abraham did as Sarah had said, and he went into Hagar, and she did birth, and that's where Ishmael came from. So God honored his word, because his word will not come back to him void. And Sarah had a child. So Sarah wakes up one day, pastor preaches an awesome message. It's not what I'm going to talk about today, but it's the beginning. It's, if I don't tell the story, if I don't build a foundation, I ain't going to get to where I want to go. So, so Sarah's seen Ishmael mocking Isaac. She's like, this, this is not going to work anymore. He, she, Hagar and Ishmael can't stay here anymore. I know it's your seed. I know he's blessed. As in his promise earlier, Isaac, God said, Isaac is what I'm going to bring up my covenant with. But because you have birthed Ishmael, because you have birthed Ishmael and he is your seed, I'm going to bless him. You know, God's going to bless you just because he's your seed. God's going to bless you. Somebody say I'm his seed. He's just going to bless him. He's, going to, he's just going to bless me. So, he, so, so God tells Abraham, I'm going to bless him, but you can't keep him here. This is not, this is not what I promised. You did this on your own thing. This is not what I promised. My seed, my covenant is with Isaac. So Sarah tells him this, and she's verse ten. It says, "Wherefore said Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with thy son, even with Isaac." And the thing was very grievous for Abraham, sight that because of his son. And God said unto Abraham, "This was the second time that God promises something unto Ishmael." 
I thought this was this is incredible. And God said unto Abraham, Let not that be grievous to thy sight because of thy lad, because of the bondwoman which Sarah has said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for his Isaac shall thy seed be called. And the, and also the son of the bondwoman shall I make a nation, because he is thy seed. So just because you birthed him, I'm gonna bless him. Abraham, I love you so much. Just because he is out of your loins, I'm going to bless him. This is not what I promised. This is not what I wanted. But just because he is our son, I'm going to make him a nation. So this is God's second time. You can read. It was probably more than that, Pastor. I've only found three. But before that, he's, this is his second time. I'm going to make him a nation. Abraham, I'm going to make Hagar. And I'm going to make Ishmael a nation. For he is, I see, verse 14. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and he gave it unto Hagar, putting on his shoulder and the child, and he sent them their way and he departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. So he gave them water and he gave them, and he gave them bread. Pastor departs water and he departs bread unto me daily. And, he, and that, this is what, and I've grew up under Pastor's water, and I've grew up under his bread, and this is this is what I have grown on. This is what I have. This is what Pastor has departed unto me. Another thing, Beersheba is a pretty cool place because it means Abimelech and Abraham had a disagreement earlier, and, and Beersheba says this is this is a well of an oath. They were going to depart, and they were going to de- depart agreeably. Now they they named that place Beersheba is a well of an oath. So it's a promise. By a well. In other words, it's just a promise by a well. So we know there's a well somewhere in Beersheba. Something to put away for a couple more minutes. And he said, water, And as the water was spent in the bottle, and she cast the child under, under one of the shrubs, so that which my pastor had given me, I, I like, let's just say I don't know God for myself. That which his pastor had given me, and then the bread of life that he had given me, I don't, I don't know God. All I know is through God through pastor. Let's just say, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a personal relationship. God, I don't know God through pastor. So that I've got out by myself. I find myself in the desert and I have that. The water is spent. The bread is gone. And I've taken my promise and I have cast him under a bushel. There's my promise. And now, Hagar does this crazy thing. She's been promised twice, twice through God by Abraham that I'm going to make this child a nation. And she was spinning, and she said unto the lad, Sit down over against him, a good ways off against him. That, that, that makes me think she walked this way and she turned her back. She couldn't even see it. She knew her promise was dying. She knew, I'm going to cast my promise underneath the bushel. I don't even want to look at it. I, don't, I can't even see it. And I'm going to turn this way and I'm going to sit down because it's going to die. Somebody said, My promise is going to die. And Abraham, and, and when she was afar off, she sat down underneath against him a good far off, and it was as if a bow shot. So a good ways off, a good 30, 40 yards. And she's, let me see the death of the child. Let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept. My promise is gone. What God hath, God's not been true to me. I may not know him, but I know, I know what he said through Abraham, and it's not true. God will never make anything out of this. This is too bad. This is too much of a desert. I'm too thirsty. I'm too tired. Nothing can become of this. So nothing can be ever been there. Nothing can become of this. God, you can't make anything out of my life. God, you can't fix this. 
And she said, God heard the voice of the lad. And that's crazy. That's crazy. You know, some, some child that may not even know God. You know what I think was saying? I heard my voice, repercu- I heard my promise repercuss off the child. It says, my word will not fall into me void. So that which I promised to this child, to this seed, it recursed off of him and I heard it. She's so, you know, like, I'm going to make the nation. And he was underneath a bushel. Mom's weeping and crying. She knows it's over. But that promise will not return to him void. So he heard it with it unto his very ears. What did he do after he heard it? And he called out to Hagar into heaven. He said, he said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard thy voice. And the lad, where he is. I've heard him. You may not know where he is. You may not want to look at your promise. You may not think that there is any life in it. But I have heard him where he is. He is underneath the bushel where you have left him. Your promise. Your, your, that, that thing that you're praying about, it's underneath the bushel. God knows where it's at. You may, not, you may have turned your back on it. You may not want to see it, but God knows where that promise is. Hallelujah. Uh, let, let, me, let me get through this. And she had heard the voice where the lad is and says, Arise. She's, and God tells her, Arise. He said, somebody turn to your neighbor and said, get up. It's time to get up. It's camp meeting. It's time to get up. Let's get up. Hallelujah. And he said, lift up the lad. So he said, oh, so she said, arise. So she's over here. It's time to arise. So she gets up. She gets up and says, what now, Lord? What do you want me to do now? This is my first experience with God. What do you want me to do now? A voice is calling me and it's telling me to get up. I'm up. What do you, what do you want me to do now? She said, go get the lad. Go get the lad. And he, she said, arise, lift up the lad. With this under the bushel, I know where your promise is. You go back and you rise where you are. Go back, get the lad, raise him up. Okay, now so oh, I've got the raz up, now the lad up. Now what you want me to do? And he says, hold on to him with thine hand. So some, give me a young man. Give me Ethan, Seth, anybody like that. You know, she's, Ethan, can you come in here and help me just for a bit? You're the man. We're going to take this with us. <laughs> yeah. Will you sit down here for me? So she said, he's saying, Arise, lift up thine hand, and hold him with thine hand, for thou will make him a great nation. So, you know, hold him with thine hand. So somebody needs to go back to that old bushel where you lay down your promise. You need to rise, take up the hand, and then hold it. Hold it. Hold it. God's going to hear my prayer. He's going to answer me. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. God's going to hear me. I'm going to go back to that bushel where I said God would never answer this cry. I'm going to rise. I'm going to make Him arise. Then I'm going to hold it. Then I'm going to hold it. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you. Then I'm going to hold it. And God said, open it up with the hands and, uh, and I will make Him a great nation. And then, God, see, God sets all this up because He's wanting to do something. Tell him to your neighbor and say, He's wanting to do something. He's wanting to do something. First, He's making me move. Now He's going to move. God, I've moved out of faith. I moved because I've heard you. I've moved. What, what are you going to do now? And says, God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. And they went and they filled the bottle with water and gave it to the lad to drink. The crazy thing about that is, crazy thing about that is, Abraham drank out of that well a long time ago. You know, my daddy 
Daddy, you've been, you've been giving me water out of that well a long time ago. Now, you know, now I'm Hagar and I'm just a lad. I'm an empty container. You know what? I found that well that you've been drawing out of, Pastor. I found it for myself. And it sustained me when I was in a desert. And it moved me when I was thirsty. And it filled me when I was hungry. And it sustained me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? We need to arise. But it's not just that, Pastor, that that you have given me had made me get this far. It made me get this far. Now I'm up. i got a hold of my promise. I'm going to draw that same well that you've been feeding me out of. I found that well that there will never run dry. I found that living water. I found it. I'm never going back. Hallelujah. 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 Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I found that well. I fa- he opened my eyes and I found that well. And you know what? You know the crazy thing is? Ishmael became a great nation. Ishmael became an archer and he became a great nation. Not because of who he was. He found that well that Abraham's drinking out of. He found that well that Abraham made an oath by. He found that well, Pastor. Okay, there's one story. Hallelujah. We're going to talk a couple more. Uh, Baby, can I have that water? My wife's good to me. Better me than I deserve. Uh, Exodus chapter 2 and verse 15. I found found wells all through the Bible. These are the ones that just impressed on me. Chapter 2 and verse 15 and, and... Let's just, just give you a little bit of backstory on this one. Moses, growing up in <laughs> growing up in the house of Pharaoh, was blessed, did all these things, and one day it was revealed unto him that he didn't belong there. That he was a, he was an Israelite, that he belonged in the outskirts, the ones that were rejected and the ones that were slaves. So he goes out and he sees he sees a, a sees an Egyptian beating an Israelite, and he's and he's beating him, and he's just like, "I am the Savior. I'm the one. I was one that's been called. I'm the one that's supposed to do this." So he goes and he looks around. Nobody's looking. So he slays the Egyptian, and he hides him in the sand. So he goes out, and then he finds out this has been this, this news has been brought out before all of Egypt, and now he has a death sentence on his head. Somebody say a death sentence. So he got a death sentence on his head. So Pharaoh, Pharaoh's going out and he's calling out for him to be, for him to be killed. So what, is, what does Moses do? He, Moses goes out. Moses, Moses flees from Egypt. Exodus chapter 2 and verse 15. And when Pharaoh heard this saying, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Somebody sat down by a well. Sat down by a well. And this is me most of the time. I hate to say it. And I'm not trying to accuse anybody or anything. So he sat down by a well. My knees are bad, so help me. So he sat down, sat down by a well. My problems are too bad. Nobody can do anything about this. I've got a death sentence over my head. And so I'm just going to sit here knowing that his promise is right beside of him. Knowing that the thing that could deal, the thing that could fix him was right beside of him. But I'm just going to sit here. God, don't let this be me during this camp meeting. Knowing that I could get a drink if I just draw, but it'd be right beside me. God, don't let that be me. So, he's, so I'm just going to sit here. I've got a death sentence over my head. So what, what happens? Nothing happens. 
So he sat down there, and the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water. And they filled the troughs of water for the father's folk, and the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up. That's when Moses decided, this is enough. I I ain't going to stand for this, not when it's around here. So Moses stood up. Moses stood up, and and Moses stood up and helped them and watered the flock. So nothing ain't going to happen to you. Decide to stand up. I'm done with this. I'm done with my situation. I'm tired of who I am. I ain't going to become a killer. I'm not going to become that. I'm going to stand up where I'm at. And you know what he did? He watered the flock. So I'm going to start drawing right where I am. I'm going to start pulling on God right where I am. I don't feel nothing right now. I don't see nothing changing in my life right now. But I'm going to stand up. And I'm going to draw from the well right now. I'm right where I am. I'm going to draw. And he said unto the Egyptian, Deliver us out of the hand of the Egyptian. And when he came to derail his father, and he said, How is it that that some came so soon today? And they said, Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds, and also drew water enough for us. And they watered the flock. And he said unto the daughters, Where is he, and where is he that left the man? And he called him, and they eat bread. And Moses continued to dwell with the man, and gave them Moses, Zipporah, his daughter, and she bare a son. That's when Moses' life decided to make a turn for the better, when he just drew from the well. It doesn't matter your situation if you'll just go to that well. Not sit beside it. Not move. Not be a bump and log. Draw. Draw on him. Draw on him. I'm not going to sit here. I'm going to draw from the well. I'm I'm not just going to not move. I'm going to draw. That's the thing that can change my life. Hallelujah. One last little story and I will be out of your way. John chapter 4 and verse 6. And now Jacob's well was there. Familiar story. Familiar story. And Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey. He sat this on the well. And it was about the sixth hour. We all know that is noonday. That is late in the evening. Late in the evening. I'm sorry. Now they came with the woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus said unto him. Give me to drink. For the disciples were going away into the city to buy meat. John in verse 9 says, Then saith the woman of Samaria to him, How is it that being a Jew asked me of a drink and which is the moments of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest ask of him, and he would have given thee living water. Yes. Crazy thing about this, 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 this lady's drawing. This lady's drawing from the well. She's drawing. Can somebody say she's drawing? She's pulling from the well. The thing is, she don't even she, she's pulling from the wrong well. <laughs> she, 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 if, even Jesus said, "If you knew even who I was, I'd give you living water, and you'd never thirst again." She, the thing is, you've had five five husbands that have done you wrong. You're drawing, you're pulling. Somebody, somebody say, tell somebody beside you, you're pulling. You just pulling from the wrong well. You ain't pulling from me. If you'd pulled from me, you wouldn't be thirsty for all this other stuff. If you was pulling from the right well, you wouldn't be so thirsty for all these other things that are pulling on you. Somebody say, you, you're pulling, but you're pulling from the wrong well. You're drawing. You're drawing, but you're drawing from the wrong well. You're drawing. God, she's saying, she's like, it, and, and then Jesus goes, you know, now is the place to worship, not, not as... And he reveals himself to her. And she's asked, you know, we're waiting on this Messiah. She says, it is me. I'm the one speaking to you. She gets so excited. She draws the whole town into them. You know what she started doing? She started drawing from the right well. She started drawing from the right well. It changed 
everything about her. Changed everything about her. <laughs> See, we need to, we need to draw, tell somebody beside me, I need to draw from the right well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I've just got a couple more scriptures. Thank you, Pastor. For, uh, I didn't say in the beginning, but thank you for the opportunity to preach beginning trying to bring in camp meeting. Psalms chapter 63, verse 1 says, A Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Oh my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My set flesh longer for thee in a dry and a thirsty land where no water is. Psalms 207, verse 35. He turned through. If you don't come back to the music, please. I'm just going to be a couple more minutes. He turned to the wilderness into standing water and dry ground into water springs. Songs of Solomon, chapter 4 and verse 15. A fountain of gardens and a well of living water streams from, streams from Lebanon. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 25. Cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Cold waters. Isaiah chapter 35 and verse 7. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land just springs of water in the habitation of dragons where each, the, each lay, which is the grass that reeds and, and rushes. A parched ground, and a parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land where the water is. Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 3 and 4. I will pour out upon him that is thirsty and the floods upon the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on thy seed and thy blessings upon thy offspring. I'm going to read it again. Chapter Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 3. For I will pour out water upon them that is thirsty and the floods upon him that is dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on thy seed and my blessings upon the offspring. Psalms chapter 42 and verse 2. My soul thirsted for thee, O God, for the living water. For the living God, for when should I come and appear before my God? Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 7, 17. When the poor and the needy seek water, and there is none, then their tongue faileth for thirst. I, the Lord of God, will hear them, and the God of the Israel will not forsake them. God, if I get thirsty, He'll hear me. If I get thirsty, if I draw on Him, He'll draw nigh to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 1 says, Hope. Everyone that thirsteth, come ye into the waters. For he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come buy without money and without price. If you're thirsty and if you'll draw on him, you won't, you'll be satisfied. If you're thirsty, if you're thirsty, take back your promises. Take back your promises. Take back your promises of God. He is faithful that is promised. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is a good God. He is faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have, I've got to say God is faithful. I'm, Pastor, that's all I have. Hallelujah. Stay with me just a minute. I, I don't have many visions. But I, I, I could see moms and daddies and grandparents in here that's got a lost child, a lost brother, sister, lost grandchild, lost spouse, and they're under the bush. And you don't know what else to do. You've tried everything, and you don't know what else to do. 
You've looked around and you don't know what else to do. You said, God, you've given me this. Why is it dying in sin? Why won't it turn around? And God sent a man of God to this pulpit tonight to tell somebody, get that promise by the hand and tell the devil, you can't have my short day. You can't have my little boy. You can't have my little girl. You can't have my husband and my wife, my son or my daughter. You can't have them. God, you didn't give them to me. For this to happen, you got to turn it around. You got to turn it around. Would somebody in the house be bold and get your promise by the hand and walk up here and stand in this altar? Your promise may be in another town, another city, another country, another state. But I hear a God in here tonight. I hear a God in here tonight. It's your promise. It's your baby. It's your child. He is faithful. He has promised. He is faithful. He is a good God. He would not have given you that promise if he wouldn't stand by it. He is faithful. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Brother Jason. Hallelujah.